ever feel like your passion project is not getting the respect it deserves? And no matter what strategy you try or course you buy, you can't seem to make enough money. Welcome to the Profit Meets Passion podcast. Each week, you'll hear from wellness entrepreneurs who have made running their own business their main moneymaker. You'll find inspiration and actionable tips to implement so you can increase your impact and income. I'm Anne-Marie. Let's get to it. Hey, we're back with our second episode with Whitney. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So today we wanted to share some social media sales strategies. And we're going to talk about why you would want to use social media to boost your sales. We're going to give some personal stories about how social media has helped us increase the profitability of our businesses. And then social media tips in general and then go into our social media sales strategies. So that's kind of an overview of what we'll be covering today. If you guys find this helpful, I think you're really going to like a challenge that Whitney and I have created. We created it, it's been a year this month since we created it. So we created a story selling challenge. It's all about how to use social media to increase the no like, and trust factor from your community and to increase your sales. So it's five days of social media story selling prompts. Okay. I know there are a lot of prompts out there now. Like everybody has jumped on the prompt bandwagon. And let me just say other people's prompts will be like one sentence that it'll say like, talk about a movie you loved or talk about a TV show you're watching. Like they're really basic. Whitney and I's prompts are really meaty prompts. Like it gives you a script for what to talk about and everything. So you guys definitely want to jump into this challenge. It's going to help so much. People loved it. I wish I had some of the testimonials of people who have gone through it in the past, but people are talking about how their DMs are blowing up from these prompts. So I'm super excited to share them with you. Yeah. And I'll just note the goal of these is to boost engagement. And we know that when we increase engagement, people feel more connected to us and then they're more likely to buy our products. So we really just wanted to gift this to you guys uh, because we know all of you are working on building businesses right now and that this could really be a useful tool for you to convert folks that are already following you on social media into sales. So you can go to so socialstoryselling.com to sign up for that free five-day challenge. No matter when you're watching this, you can go to socialstoryselling.com, get those five days of free prompts and give it a try. Okay. Let's get into it. So let's start with the power of social media to boost your sales. I kind of touched on this in the five day story selling challenge, but really the power of social media, the reason why this is so great is for somebody to want to purchase from you, especially a product that you yourself have created, whether that's one-on-one coaching, an ebook, an online course, anything like that that you have created, people really need to trust you, view you as an expert, like you, they need to get to know you. I'm not saying that this is mandatory, but at certain price points, it's really, really beneficial. The conversion rate is going to go up the more people know you, like you, trust you. So we call that the no like trust factor. 
in the industry. It's not something that Whitney and I have coined, but then the no like and trust factor and viewing you as an expert, like an authority in your industry, that's what makes them want to buy from you. And that's what social media is really, really good at doing is transitioning somebody from not knowing you to being a raving fan of yours and wanting to purchase your products. Now, I said that this is something that's really helpful for selling your own products, but it's also really good to make you stand out as an expert and help somebody remember that Whitney sells Beauty Counter because Whitney talks about Beauty Counter all the time. So they automatically think if their friend is talking about wanting to try clean beauty, they're like, hey, I have an expert on that. I know she talks about it a lot on social media. And so I'm going to refer Whitney to this person. It also helps when you are promoting other brands as well. So I started my social media account before I knew I wanted to run a business. And it was really just a way for me to share and express and experience my autoimmune disease. Um, and then I realized, oh, wait, I know a lot more about autoimmunity than other people do, right? Because people are coming to me and asking questions, you know. Anyway, so I get my certification. By the time I get my certification, I've already implemented unknowingly a lot of the strategies that we talk about today, getting people to feel like, I'm their best friend. I know more than them. You know, I can empathize. I am someone that they knew, liked, and trusted. And so when I opened up my business at the end of 2018, I had a bunch of people ready to purchase from me who really believed in my ability to support them and help them heal. So that was sort of the, the starting off point for me. So if you are listening to this today and you think you want to start a business or something like that, it is never too early to start implementing these things, these strategies, or really maybe they're just you. It's just showing up and, and really being yourself and sharing your expertise. And then since then, you know, I sell a lot of my beauty counter products. A lot of my clients come from online. And I've continued to get nutrition clients through, again, using these strategies. The majority of my business volume, nutrition and beauty counter comes directly from Instagram and then also email marketing, but mostly Instagram. I'm curious how you track that. Do you track it through like Google Analytics? So yes, I mean, Google Analytics does give me information about that because of Linktree and stuff like that. It'll be like, oh, it comes from Instagram. But mostly when people sign up to work with me one-on-one -on -one for nutrition, I ask, how are you referred to me? And I would say maybe like seven or eight out of 10 times, it will be through Instagram or I'm getting a, a referral from another client, but they found me on Instagram, right? So for me, the, the majority of my clients in terms of one-on-one -on -one. and then through Instagram, it's like, well, if I don't know the person for beauty counter, I mean, then I just assume they come through, through Instagram or I'll reach out to them and say like, Hey, were you referred by anybody? That sort of thing. But majority of time it's Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. I've noticed the same thing too, where I'll recognize a name that pops up in my DMs. I'm like, oh, that's a beauty counter client. So it's kind of cool to see how that parallel is. Yeah. One thing you mentioned that I want you to clarify is you said Linktree. Do you want to clarify what that is? Oh yeah. It's a way for you to link different places, different websites and things like that. Affiliate links in your Instagram bio, because normally there's just a space for one link, but when folks click this, it opens up a new page that has a bunch of different links. And there are many different companies that are doing that right now, but Linktree is just the one that is the OG and that's what I've continued to use. Yeah, I use Tap Bio because it also allows me to link 
what my Instagram feed photos point to. So I can add a URL in my Instagram caption, and then that automatically puts the image with the clickable link in my top bio account. So I can show essentially my feed with all the links and then also have a page that has links kind of in a link tree style where it's like a list of all of the affiliate links or have my recipes linked there, my courses linked there, et cetera. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good one for recipe bloggers who. Yeah. Yeah. I think it kind of depends on how you're using your account. Like if you feel like people are saying, hey, how do I find this recipe? If they're commenting that in your feed, then I think tap bio is a really good option. And you're like, oh, you can just, just, there's a link. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to talk about my story from a little bit of a different perspective. What I've noticed works really well for selling my online courses is to promote my free masterclass that I'm hosting through Instagram almost exclusively. So here's the thing. If I am putting on a free training or a free masterclass, you might hear them called webinars. There's a bunch of different terms for the same thing, but I'm putting on a free training and sometimes maybe 50% of the time, maybe 75% of the time when I host these, it is to promote a paid product that I have. So sometimes it's just for email list building, but sometimes it is to open the cart for a product that I am selling. And when I do that, I promote these almost exclusively on social media. And I've had, so I've like increased my email list by 500 people per workshop, or I've had, you know, that many people then come to get promoted to in a different platform, but they also get education. I get to show my authority and my knowledge on the topic and all of that. Basically, it's like taking people from social media and getting them to be a warm lead in another aspect of your business. And I think that's kind of how I use social media is instead of using social media as the way that I promote every single thing for my business, I kind of use it as a transition point. So one thing Whitney and I talk about, we just full disclosure, have an online course that um, teaches people how to use social media to make sales without sounding salesy. And one of the things that we teach in that course is how to get people from Instagram to being on your email list, because we know that that's a really important way to retarget people. And it's something that I'm going to go into later. So I don't want to go into it too much right now. But that's just how I've used social media and what I found to be really powerful for social media is kind of using it to warm up my leads and then get them over into another area of my business so that I can promote to them in a different way that feels more aligned with me. And I will say that if I am looking for new customers, it does tend to convert better from social media. For like brand new leads, new customers, social media is really good for that. Where I think email is really good for, or even like these free workshops that I'm talking about, is for transitioning warm leads into customers. So it's kind of like a stepping stone. So Instagram is brand new, like cold traffic into that warm lead category, and then I convert them in another way, or it's just converting 
to new customers. So for beauty counter, for example, if I am trying to grow my client base, I'm going to focus on Instagram for a while so that I can get some new customers into my market. And then I can be retargeting them with emails and content and all of that. All right, let's start with tips for social media in general. So these are just social media tips and like for optimizing it, not necessarily for sales, but just like whether it's for warm leads or anything like that. So if you want to use social media, and I want to put in the caveat that you do not have to use social media in order to have a successful business. However, this is one of the quickest ways that you can grow your business. So especially if you don't want to put in the dollars for like Facebook ads or um, Google ad traffic or put in the time for SEO research to really kick off so that your blog is getting traffic from SEO and from Pinterest. If you don't want to put in that time, then I would highly suggest you start with social media first. So if you do choose to use social media, I would choose one platform and go all in on that platform. Now, Whitney is a huge Instagram fan. I'm an Instagram fan. It's definitely helped me grow my business. However, I would say if I could go back and restart over, even though I don't have personal experience, just based on what I know now about businesses, I would actually suggest that you start with YouTube. I think YouTube is going to be the quickest way for you to grow based on the way it has its own search algorithm, the way it actively features new accounts for you to follow and subscribe to. It has the video component, which we know highly converts people into that no like, and trust factor. It just does everything. I would also say, I think there's like a bigger learning curve to YouTube than there is to Instagram. And so sometimes I think when folks are just getting started, you're kind of like, what's the lowest hanging fruit that's going to get me into action. Right. And so know that if you do decide to go all in with Instagram, you can always pivot. I know Anne doesn't like that word, but you can always (laughs) pivot and you can repurpose content too, which we aren't really going to dive into on this episode. But you know, if you have stuff that's performing really well on Instagram, um, then you could turn that into YouTube or vice versa. So just know that, you know, whatever feels good for you is really where you should go all in. Yeah. That's a really good point about YouTube. There's a reason why I haven't gone into it despite me thinking it's the best because it takes up so much more time to edit the videos in a way that's good. You have to know, just like with blogging, you have to know how to title your videos so that they're searchable. And there is so much to learn about YouTube versus Instagram, which kind of has a lower buy-in. Okay. So with whatever social media channel you decide to go all in on, you want to be consistent there. And I would say consistent is showing up every single day, depending on the platform. I would say that for like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok would actually be another one that I would suggest. Probably in alignment with Instagram would be TikTok based on the searchability, the virality of it, the evergreen content. So what I mean by that evergreen is like you put something out there and people can still watch it even if it's been months since you posted it, right? It can even take months before a video goes viral on TikTok. So TikTok would be another really great one for you to kind of get creative with how you're going to use this in the wellness industry. Yeah. I second that. TikTok is blowing up and it's 
time to get in. It has a little bit more of a learning curve and figuring out how to do it well, but you can actually use the story prompts that we're sharing in that freebie to create really engaging content on TikTok as well. Yeah. And the good thing is that once you have these tips that we're sharing here and that we share in our course, they work for different platforms. They weren't designed specifically for Instagram. They were designed for any platform that you use. And if you want to figure out like how to choose what platform you go with, it doesn't just have to be what makes sense from a business perspective, but what makes sense from where your audience is already. So instead of trying to like recreate the wheel and being like, oh, this person tells me I need a Facebook group. Let me go try to get my entire audience over to Facebook because that's the best, that's the best place to grow. It's like, no, if your audience is already on TikTok or they're already on Instagram, don't try to change it. Just show up and meet them where they're at and see how that can grow. Okay, so back to consistency. I would say like daily for a lot of social media channels, but really, as long as you have a consistent method, you're going to be good. So like a couple times a week, every other day, once a month, you're posting a YouTube, like whatever it may be, just stay consistent so people can know what to expect from you. All right. My third tip would be authenticity. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that's most special about you is that you're you. And we see a lot of folks in the wellness world that are trying to just replicate what other people are doing. And that's not special. It's just regurgitation, right? So I think that show up and be yourself. Make a list of things that make you special or ask your friends and family, like what is great about me? Um, if you're having trouble finding those things out yourself and figure out a way to sort of weave that into the way that you show up on social media, right? Is it that you're like super awkward, but charming and you know, how can you just be your weird freaky self and also talk about nutrition, right? There's just, there's so many fun ways that, that you can do that and it will help you stand out. And I think we can all see frauds from a mile away. They don't feel good. And we're tired of seeing the same stuff over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so just try to figure out how you can be yourself and that will really help you. It'll set you apart from the rest of the, the wellness wave. Yeah. And I will say that some of the most vulnerable positions that I put myself in are when the engagement really happens. So I talk about something that's either like a little bit of a taboo topic, or if I am showing up without makeup on, or I'm showing up with makeup running down my face because I'm talking about like how this cleanser removes eye makeup that's smeared during my shower. Like when I show up in a way that I would show up with my best friends, that's when people feel connected to me. And that's when they reach out. That's when they send messages. So showing up in ways that make you feel a little bit vulnerable and uncomfortable and just being like, I don't really care. Like, this is how I would show up if this person was my best friend. And that's what you want to make them feel is that they're your best friend. You want them to feel that. And so when you get vulnerable and put yourself in the position that you would with your best friend, like talk about how you're bummed out, talk about your breakup, whatever it may be. I think that's really where the authenticity can shine through. Okay, so another tip would be to syndicate your content. And this is the key to reaching more people while working less. So with syndication, that's going to be like, you create an Instagram story that's really wonderful that people engage with that you're getting lots of comments about. So 
turn that into an email that you can send out to your email list. Like just rewrite it, maybe turn it into a blog post, then put it into an email linking to your blog post and send that out to your email list. So now you are syndicating, you are creating that content once, reformatting it and putting it into a new place for people to engage with it in a different way. Because we all know that some people are going to want to to learn from you through blogs. Some people just want to see your real life on Instagram. They're going to scroll through when you are trying to educate them. So having different ways for people to connect with you is really wonderful. All right. And then the last tip that I have here is to create captivating content. So Whitney and I created a method for creating captivating content on Instagram or Facebook stories specifically. So when we created this, TikTok was not like a huge thing like it is now. So now that it's on our radar, this 100% would go into the editing style of a TikTok video. Like it would translate perfectly for that. So no matter where you're at in implement the engagement enchantment method, this is really a showstopper. It's perfect. All right, so the first thing I'm gonna go walk you through this process and then I'm gonna give you an example of what it would look like if I were doing this on Facebook stories or Instagram stories. So the first thing is in your first story frame, whether again, like if you're familiar with TikTok, you know how people will have like a quick little clip of themselves and then it immediately goes into another clip. So that's kind of the same as Instagram stories where you have different story frames and then Facebook frames are the exact same way with their stories. So the first frame is going to be a qualifier. So with that, it's going to be like, do you feel like, or do you struggle with? Okay. So you're qualifying people to be like, yes, I do. Tell me more. So the next thing is you're going to show them the solution. It may seem too soon to show them the solution, but this is where you're piquing their interest. They're like, Ooh, tell me more. So you show them the solution in frame two, then you're going to do the steps to get to that solution. So Again, I'm going to give an example, so I'm not going to hear in just a little bit, so I'm not going to go into that yet. And then the last piece of the engagement enchantment method is a call to action. Okay, so here's an example, and I hope this makes sense. So let's say I'm an affiliate for Primarily Pure. This is how I would use the engagement enchantment method to promote a product from Primarily Pure. All right, so I'm going to go frame by frame, and I'm going to tell you what I would say in it. All right, so I would show up, and first step is the qualifier. So here's what I would say. Okay, I used to hate non-toxic dry shampoos because they always left my hair super dull and it would have like the visible powder, like you would see the powdery look and I would have that like super heavy feeling on my scalp. If you can relate, I have good news. Now, clearly this sounds super scripted because I actually scripted it, but if I were doing it for my Instagram, it would be a lot less scripted sounding. Okay, so that was the qualifier, right? So basically I'm saying, hey, here's the problem that I have. I'm sure you have it too. I have good news for you if you can relate to this. All right, so story frame two is showing the solution. So after years of trying basically every single dry shampoo at natural grocers, I finally determined that Primally Pure's dry shampoo with a few little tricks that I've figured out, it's actually really amazing. So I'm going to share the tricks with you over the next few slides. All right, that was the solution. So I'm like, hey, it's Primally Pure dry shampoo, but I have a few tricks for you. All right, so now I go into the steps to get to the solution. 
to start, I want you to use your dry shampoo at night. So instead of putting it on in the morning, which is when most people would think to put it on, put it on before you go to bed and put it all over your hair, not just on the part. So I like to put it on the sides, kind of by my ears and the temples and the crown and all of that. So put it all over your scalp. Next, you're gonna rub it in, and then I want you to comb it through your hair, and it's gonna look crazy at this point. So the reason why I put that in there, it's gonna look crazy at this point, is ideally I would be doing this on the story as I'm going through this, and people would see that my hair looked wild, right? Like that's the authenticity, that I'm not showing up with perfect hair. All right, the next one would be, at this point, you go to sleep, and when you wake up, you're going to take a slightly damp washcloth and tap it along the roots of your hair. This removes the buildup and the powder so that your hair stays shiny, but not like the greasy shiny, just not the super dull matte effect that dry shampoo typically does. Then you style and you're done. Okay, so those were the steps, and now is the call to action. If you've never tried Primally Pure's dry shampoo, I've shared the link in my bio and you can use Grassfed 10 for 10% off your first bottle. So there you have it. That's the engagement enchantment method. It has a start, middle and end, which is another thing that's really great with Instagram stories is to use it as a story. It has a start, middle and end. And it gets people to know like, hey, I'm gonna keep listening instead of being like, hey, you know when you wake up and your hair is super greasy and, and people are like, where is the story going? I catch their attention right at the beginning and I say, hey, if you hate dry shampoo like I do, here's how to make it work for you. Right, so you're relating to people and then, and Anne, you're so good at this, you're giving them valuable information that they can take action on immediately, right? It's almost sounds like more complicated, I think, when we go through it, but it's such a simple concept, right? It's, hey, engage with people, catch their attention, and then sort of move through this process. And you're so good at adding value in a way that feels unforced and just Anytime that you post something on social media, I want to purchase from you. So, <laughs> so yeah, you're great at it. And I really, this is, it's such a great method and it works really, really well. Thanks. Okay. So that was the engagement enchantment method. Hopefully that made sense. That's something that, again, we teach in our online course and basically all of our prompts kind of guide you through that process to make it really simple. But hopefully the example made sense to you guys. Okay. Let's get into the actual social media sales strategies. So we have, let's see, seven different kind of strategies that I want you to think about. But a lot of these, it's not like use this one strategy. It's kind of like combining all of them. So the first one is to have a strong call to action. A call to action is going to be relevant whether you're on Instagram, on your blog, or on an email doesn't matter what it is you want to have a call to action like a place for somebody to go a a prompt for them to go research more or go to a blog post like from your email or from your instagram like there is something that you are asking them to take action to do and the way to do this in a strong way is to tell them exactly what to do next like verbatim okay so i'm going to give you an example of that but that would be like click here right now Okay, this is why I see a lot of people do. They will casually link things like, it's funny, my email is up right now. And what I see is this week, check out this incredible YouTube video. So that is a casual call to action. Check out this incredible and then you linked is YouTube video. 
Okay. What would be a strong call to action is if they said this week, I want you to check out this incredible YouTube video, click here right now to watch it. And that would be the part that was linked. So it's saying like, click here, do this. So you are telling them exactly what to do next. Okay. The next thing would be to focus on the benefits and not the features. This is something I share like Basically, I am a broken record for this. You always want to share the benefits of your product and not the features. And the reason why I feel like a broken record with it is because it is something that I see basically everyone doing wrong. I think why people are doing this wrong is because they see their favorite influencer doing it. And so they repeat it, but it's not a good tactic. It's not a good strategy. So that would be like if you're selling skincare, let's go back to like the beauty counter thing. So if you're selling skincare, instead of saying like, it has jojoba beads in it that help gently exfoliate your skin. People are like, I don't care about jojoba beads. Like just tell me that exfoliation makes my skin really soft. It helps increase cell turnover so that anti-aging is like has anti-aging benefits. Like that's the benefit of the product is the anti-aging, the smooth skin. Those are the things that people are like, I want smooth skin. I want to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. So focus on those things rather than the features, which is the jojoba, the jojoba beads. All right. So I already shared this above, but you want to, with the call to action, give that at the beginning, middle, and end. Now, if it's a really quick Instagram story, like the engagement enchantment method, you may not want to do it at the beginning, middle, and end. But if it's a longer format thing, let's say you're on YouTube or IGTV or Instagram Live, that's when you want to pop in that call to action in all three areas, because most people aren't going to watch a long format piece of content from start to finish. And so making sure that it's interjected in there in multiple locations is going to make sure that people hear the call to action. So with that, an example of that would say, before we dive into today's tip, I wanna remind you to get on the VIP list for my upcoming promotion with XYZ brand or for XYZ product. The link is in my bio. Make sure you sign up so that I can send you a special link for the promo when the deal drops. Okay, so that would be like a call to action at the beginning. Before I get into the tips, here's what I want you to do. Speaking of, I hear from folks all the time saying that they feel like there's no way to be a successful coach or wellness entrepreneur without constantly burning themselves out or giving away all of their best content for free. And we've both been there, but we figured out how to really engage our communities in a way that helps them know us and like us and want to purchase from us. And so that's why we created a five-day challenge to help you guys implement our strategies and get your audience to feel the same way about you. This challenge includes five days of social media prompts to help you boost the engagement on the social media channel of your choice, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or YouTube. This challenge is totally free to join. If you are ready to take action and increase engagement on social media, head to socialstoryselling.com right now, and we will send you the prompt for day one right to your inbox. And then the last tip for a strong call to action is don't share call to action every single time that you share the product. And this is Whitney and I's key to making sales without sounding salesy. For example, Whitney does this really well. She'll share a photo of herself that says like, 
I'm getting ready to go into a coaching call. So people are continuously reminded Whitney is hosting one-on-one coaching calls with nutrition clients, but she doesn't always say, I'm going into a coaching call, swipe up to become a client. You know what I mean? It's not like there is always a call to action to become a client. This is what we call a soft sell. And it's really just you modeling the behavior that you want people to associate you with. All right, so number two, social media sales strategy would be repetition. Reason why repetition is so important is that studies show that customers take seven times about hearing about a particular product before they take action on it and become a customer. So repeating yourself feels really unnatural, but that's really where it helps to convert customers. And that's also where you want to do a lot of sharing about the product without calls to action, because those all add up to that seven times. And the other good thing about repetition is that most people likely won't see every single thing you post. I mean, Whitney is one of my best friends and I do not watch her stories every single day. And so don't think that like, oh, just because I've shared this earlier this week, I can't talk about it again. Keep talking about it, especially showing yourself using it in an organic way, which brings Mm -hmm. me to number three for repetition is showing that organic use of the products, like sharing that. So as you're washing your face at night, as you're putting your makeup on, as you're meeting with one-on-one clients, as you're taking your supplements or putting collagen into your coffee, organically show that without a call to action because that repetition is what's going to help convert people. I just want to touch on like the salesy thing and the repetition. I think that a lot of us get in our heads and we are nervous that we're going to be that person. I'm using air quotes right now who is just super pushy and feels icky and like everyone's going to want to unfollow you. And just know that when you do start selling stuff, you'll probably get some unfollows and that's okay. And you don't have to feel bad about yourself. That's really just the nature of selling things online. But if you're showing up authentically the way that Anne is telling you to, and you're using these strategies that it's not going to come off as you being salesy or icky. And that's a limiting belief that you're going to have to walk into this and say, Whoa, I hear that. That's the limiting belief. I'm going to do this anyway, because what I want at the end of the day is way bigger than Sally thinking that I'm salesy or that like her clicking the unfollow button. Right. So, you know, as Anne said, seven times to hear about something before taking action. So remember that as you're going into it and get rid of that narrative that you are going to be annoying people. Yeah. And I think that what you're touching on here, like being that girl, these are things that we are conditioned to believe. These are things that like we hear from other people because of the way Avon started. And it's like this historical perception of the industry of one-on-one sales and of social media networking and marketing and all of that, like makes you feel like you are quote that girl right? So like getting rid of that narrative and using the fact that you are aware of that and that you are actively wanting to not be that, use that as your superpower to be very aware of it. And how can you do this authentically? Authentically is not just showing up every time there's a sale and saying like, Hey, there's a sale. You haven't heard from me in in three weeks, but here's a sale. I want you to buy from me. No, you need to be constantly giving and giving value in order to do it and not be that girl. Like When you share consistently and provide value, people are going to be coming to you instead of you having to reach out to them. 
I like to think about this as a friendship. We have a really great back and forth where it's like, no, I support you, you support me. And, you know, so imagine that the people in your online community are like your friends. And so how can you give to them and do that before you ask to take, right? We don't want to take, take, take. And that's what sometimes sales can feel like. Agreed. All right. So tip number three would be to build excitement and anticipation for the promotion. This is another thing that I see people do incorrectly. And I think again, it comes from them seeing somebody else doing it and they're like, oh, that's what that person is doing. So that's what I should be doing. And there, I feel like there are reasons why people will do this in certain industries or in promotion of certain things. And it's usually like contract based. It's not based on the fact that this is like a good sales strategy, because in fact, it is not a good sales strategy. So The good sales strategy is to let people know that the promotion is coming instead of surprising you the day of and expecting people to be ready to purchase. So for an example of this would be like a movie. A movie releases a trailer months in advance. If people are surprised to like, they suddenly see a movie available, they're like, why do I want to go see that movie? You haven't told me why I want to go see that movie. Like I know nothing about that movie. All I know is its name right? That's like surprising people and people aren't going to go see that movie. But if you get them hyped up because there is a trailer, they're like, yes, I want to watch that movie. That trailer totally convinced me. So essentially use your social media as like a trailer for your upcoming promotion. So in the days or weeks or months, months for a bigger product, but if it's a smaller buy-in, then it could just be like a few days or a few weeks. I want you to use your social media content to prepare your audience for the promotion. You can do this in a variety of different ways. I have in my online course, um, to help you create an online course, I have a social media launch calendar that not only has you say like my, my, Uh, course is being created right now. It's going to launch next month. Like not only do you say that, but you also share content related to your course topic so that when you create your course on adrenal fatigue and it comes out, people are like, oh yeah, I know exactly what adrenal fatigue is. I know I have it. I know why I want to overcome it. And you're going to tell me how to overcome it. So I give you the why and the lead up and you give me the how in the delivery and the product that I'm investing in. So number four would be to, this is not something that's going to make sense for every single product you promote, but it'll make sense if you're creating like an online course or an ebook, or if there's like a really big sale for a brand that you're promoting, like let's say it's a Black Friday sale, you can encourage email list signups by creating a coming soon page and driving traffic from social media to that page. So for example, you would promote on social media and say like, have a VIP list for my ebook that I'm releasing next month. If you want to get on it and get to know like that it's, um, available before anybody else get special pricing, get some type of bonus, like you are incentivizing them to sign up. And what that allows you to do is I already said, people are not going to be watching and seeing every single thing that you do. Algorithms change, people get busy, all of that. It gets people in your network, into your business in a different way rather than just social media. So now you have their email list that you are likely going to be able to get visibility in their inbox to tell them about the sale. So if they don't see you on social media because the algorithm changed or they unfollowed you for some reason, but they still want to know about that sale, then they will get that in their inbox. 
All right. So getting them to your email list specifically, which is what the coming soon page does. This allows you to retarget them as well. So you can see who a warm lead is because they will click on a link or you can add cart abandoned notifications if it's your own product. And then you can retarget them. Be like, hey, I saw that you were interested in this. Is there any question that I can answer? Like what hesitation do you have that's keeping you from purchasing? You can also send a last chance email, which is like, guys, again, people are not doing this enough. Big companies are, you'll notice that if you go to a supplement brand and you, they're having a sale, they're likely sending out like a 7 PM central time email on the last day of the sale. That's like, don't forget this ends in four hours. So if you do that, you are going to be so surprised how many last minute emails you get. So send out a last chance email. And then also this can allow you to send personalized emails rather than sending it through my email service provider. I can actually go into my Gmail inbox and I can send personalized emails to people that I know are interested based on their activity and engagement with former emails. So I can send personalized emails and be like, Hey, I know you were just looking at this or that you've been interested in this. Like what's happening. Let me just chime in here really quick. I think that the idea of starting an email list may feel overwhelming to some of you guys. I know everybody listening is going to be at really different places in their businesses. And we're going to do a separate podcast on building an email list because I think some of you might be like retarget and, you know, warm lead and things like that. And we'll chat through that. But this is mostly just for those of you who maybe already have an email list just to get a better idea of how you can utilize that. Totally. Okay. So the next one, I have three more tips for strategic social media sales strategies. So the next one is going to be to utilize Instagram live or Instagram TV. Same thing with Facebook, Facebook live, TikTok doesn't have anything like this. YouTube does have a live version. So I'm using the Instagram live Instagram TV because that's kind of the, the social media channel that I'm currently focused on, but this transfers over to a wide variety of social media networks. All right. So you are going to use this to stand out from your competition. This is going to be really helpful, especially during holiday promotions like Black Friday when everybody is sharing. So you need to stand out. So go into a different format, go into the live, go into the IGTV and promote those. What I like to do for the lives or the TV is to use it for evergreen content that is going to overcome objections because people, you can start it as an Instagram live and then you can immediately publish it as an IGTV. So doing this to overcome objections for your product, I'm going to give you some topic ideas for that, but that's kind of what I want you to think about is like overcoming the objections and making sure that you reframe their hesitations, like the things that need to get them ready to place an order. And again, the live streams or the IGTVs, those should all have a call to action at the beginning, middle and end. So like I said earlier, when we were talking about call to action, that would be for these longer format trainings and longer format is still like, keep it under 20 minutes. That's a, the span that somebody's attention will handle. So I would even say less than 10 minutes. If it's over 10 minutes, I'm likely not watching the whole thing. So topic ideas for these live streams would be why now is the best time to start doing X, Y, Z. 
how to find the time to XYZ. This is a huge objection. You definitely want to address it. This is an objection for basically any topic that you can think of. People are always too busy to do it. So if you can overcome or reframe the hesitation that they have on finding the time to have success with this, that's going to be really, really powerful for people. How to balance this, whether it's a product, whether it's like adrenal fatigue. So how to balance like recovering from adrenal fatigue with a busy toddler, something like that. You can share your story and why you're passionate about it. You can share mistakes that they are making and how to avoid them. And you can also go into what's holding you back, where it's like more alive Q&A. So like what's holding you back from taking action on healing your adrenal fatigue. All right, so this next one would be to intersperse power words into your content. So power words would be like new. New, there was a study done by Sumo, which if you guys don't follow Sumo, their content is really, really great. Sumo did a study that showed topics and calls to action with the word new in it, like email subject lines or content where you're using the word new had 422% more clicks than not putting that in. So that is a power word. Limited is another power word. This shows social approval. It shows like a higher value connotation. It shows urgency. And then time-related words are always good. So like fast, now, hurry. That's why most of my calls to action will say click here right now. Like don't wait. Okay. And then the last thing I wanted to share were just some content ideas for social media sales strategies. So product guides or tutorials is going to be really helpful and really easy for you to do because in order for you to be authentically sharing about something, it's likely that you yourself are using it. So a product guide or a tutorial should be really easy for you to pull together. Sharing testimonials or interviews from satisfied customers. You could do a caption this, like a, a photo of you using the product in a, a weird way and then like a funny way. And then you could do like a caption this to get people to engage with you. Live Q&As. And like Whitney was saying earlier, give, don't just sell. So you want to be constantly giving tips or tools to make somebody's life easier in a way that loosely relates to the product that you eventually want to sell. And then lastly, anything that reframes their hesitations or overcomes their objections, like the examples I shared for the live streams, those are going to be really, really powerful. All right, that's it. These are super implementable strategies, guys, and start with one of them, right? Like you don't have to do this all at once. You can just break this off into chunks. So we kind of, just to sort of remind you of what the strategies were, Anne said strong call to action, repetition, build excitement and anticipation if you are planning to promote something, create a coming soon page to drive traffic to if you're going to be doing something like you know, becoming a nutrition therapist or having specific services. You may not want to do that with an affiliate link or something like that. 
say the coming soon page I've done for beauty counter before black Friday sale. And it was really good to increase my email list before that. So like I said, the people on this list are going to get a special bonus gift from me. So that's why I like incentivized them to get on that email list. And that's the key to the coming soon page that I just want to clarify is it shouldn't just be a coming soon page that people are going to bounce away from and leave. It should have something where there's a call to action for them to get on your email list. Yes, absolutely. Are there IG live or IGTV, right? So maybe you've done all those other things and you're like sort of, okay, ready. Like, how am I going to build engagement? IG live and IGTV could be really great implementing power words. And then the last one that she did was she shared some content ideas. So if you need to rewind or anything like that to go and listen to those again, but if you're kind of like, where do I even start? Pick one of those things to do today and start implementing them in your social media strategy, in your social media strategy, and then build from there. Yeah. And I would even say like, if you're feeling totally overwhelmed and you don't know where to start and you f- you're so worried about being salesy, The place I would say to start is to just start with value. Just start with like giving. Don't even ask for a sale. Don't even say anything about creating it or like making a big announcement or a big promotion or anything like that. Just get comfortable showing up consistently and sharing and providing value. And then it's going to naturally, it's going to feel very natural for then you to say, hey, I've been talking about this a lot. If you're curious about it too, here's where you can go to get more information. It will just feel so much more authentic and natural to you. All right. So just want to remind you guys that we do have that social story selling five day challenge. You can go to socialstoryselling.com to join us and you can follow along on Whitney and I's stories. Whitney and I will also be doing the story selling challenge prompts so that you guys can watch those in action and it will implement so many of these strategies and you will see how these prompts just help you really naturally implement these strategies without having to actively think about them. That's it for today. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Wait, don't go yet. You've reached the end, which can only mean one thing. You loved this episode. If I can ask for one simple favor, it'd be for you to leave Profit Meets Passion a quick review on iTunes. These reviews help to support the show and help other wellness entrepreneurs find it too. While you're there, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your biz bestie and Instagram community. You can tag me at grassfedsalsa. Finally, you can head over to profitmeetspassion.com for all the links I referenced in this podcast. See you next week.